Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I want you to go today to, to uh, Psalm 58, please. Psalm 58. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 58 and verse 1, and then we're going to go to a couple other passages of Scripture. And then after that, we'll pray, and then after that, you can be seated. Verse 1, do you indeed speak righteousness, you silent ones? Do you judge uprightly, you sons of men? Know in heart you work wickedness. You weigh out the violence, uh, weigh, you weigh out the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf cobra that stops his ear, which will not heed the voice of the charmers, charming ever so skillfully. Listen to what the, listen to what the uh, psalmist said right here. Break their teeth in their mouth, O God. Break out the fangs of the young lions, O Lord. Let them flow away as waters which run continually, which bends his, which he bends his bow. Let his arrows be as if cut in pieces. Let them be like a snail which melts away as it goes, like a stillborn child of a woman that they may not see the sun. Before your pots can feel the burning, burning thorns, he shall take them away as with a whirlwind as in his living and burning wrath. Now this is verse 10 and 11. This is where the Lord has, has uh, I want to direct your attention. This is where he directed my attention. The righteous shall rejoice when he sees the vengeance. <laughs> Woo! We about to kick some devils up in the mouth in this place today, not just here, but all over the world. The righteous shall rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked so that men will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. I'm going to say that one more time. Surely there is a reward for the righteous. One more time. Surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely he is God who judges in the earth. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. And then Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. I like to call him El Rewarder. You know, you got El Shaddai and El Elyon and El Rewarder. Praise God, because he is a rewarder 
to those who diligently seek him. Look at your neighbor and say, don't quit seeking him. Your blessing is on the way. Hallelujah. And then we're going to go to Deuteronomy 28. I had not planned on um, putting this part of, part of my scripture today. And I had a dream last night. And in the dream, I was trying to tell somebody what Deuteronomy 28 meant. Woke up this morning. God said, put that in your notes. Praise the Lord. Thank God that he talks to us like that. Amen. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. Now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you. That's me. High above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Surely there is a blessing for the righteous. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. I'm starting to get in this cow business. That's mine. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed shall be my cattle. Amen. Praise the Lord. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise up against you or who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come in against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. That means your bank accounts. Well, that, that apostle's all about prosperity. Well, you know what the other end of the spectrum is? Let you, if you want to hop on the poverty side, I'll let you hop on the poverty side. But I have decided it's a lot better to be able to pay for stuff when you want it. <laughs> I, I like it when the take back man don't come to my yard. Y'all don't know nothing about the take back man anyway. Uh, where was I at? Praise God. Um, the Lord will command his blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now some of y'all didn't catch that. Do you realize land has your name on it? I decree over this house that every giving person shall be landowners. In the name of Jesus, every single one of you that are in covenant and obey the Lord shall be landowners. Your days of renting will be over. In the name of Jesus, you will own it. In the name of Jesus. And as you steward it, so shall it multiply. In the name of Jesus. To the land which your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. Just as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord 
and they shall be afraid of you. The blessing is visible. The blessing is visible. They shall see it. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. Oh, praise God. In the fruit of your body, in the increase of, the li uh, of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give rain to your land in this season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Oh, glory be to God. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. I'd rather be on the, I'd rather be on the eating end. I don't have to go no further there, do we? Hallelujah. Let's be on the eating end. <laughs> the head and not the tail. <laughs> you shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So I want to preach from you from the subject, preach to you from the subject matter for just a moment. Truly, there is a reward. Truly, there is a reward. The Lord told me to come back off vacation and encourage the saints of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I stand today as a mouthpiece, as a servant of yours, doing my best to obey you, God. Uh, Father, I ask today uh, that your anointing would not only be upon me to teach, preach, declare your word, but your anointing would be upon your people to hear, receive, and understand and respond to your word. Father, I thank you that even now, all service long, anyone who has walked in with heavy burdens, they have been lifted. I thank you that as I preach the word, they will be lifted, for I have been anointed to do such, God. And so I pray today, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your spirit would move powerfully, not just here, but upon those watching right now, wherever they're at. And I decree and declare that by the end of this service today, that God, that your people, the, your people will walk out. Your people will leave this broadcast and the heavy burdens will be lifted because of the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you for it. Now, I pray that you look upon my availability and not my ability today. And I pray in the name of Jesus right now, God, that there, there would be an open heaven and that every time someone's faith begins to link up, that a supernatural miracle would happen, whether it be in this auditorium are in their homes today. And I thank you for it now. I believe you for it now. I receive it by faith in the powerful name of Jesus today. And everybody that agrees with me, I want you to shout amen and give the Lord a good praise in the house of God. You may be seated today. Now, the first part of this message, it might not seem like I'm doing too good of a job encouraging people. But that's because sometimes for us to lift a heavy burden, we got to know what, why the heavy burden is there. 
Hallelujah. So you don't walk right back out and put it right back on your neck again. Glory be to God. But Jesus said, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you're carrying a heavy burden, it didn't come from God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. It did not come from God. Matter of fact, God said, I'm going to give you a good way to cast off heaviness. He said, if you'll put on a garment of praise, if you'll put it on, that means that you have the ability to walk up to the closet and put on a garment of praise. Now, we got, you know, some people, they get all snack crackly and poppy on me and they start talking about this is my garment of praise. They got a special dress. I mean, you know, if you want to do that, I don't care. But God is talking about your praise. And he says, if you'll put that praise on, all of a sudden you'll feel the, the heaviness come off of you because you put on a garment of praise. And so right now in these last days, and I believe that we are in the last days, you don't have to believe that. We can still be cool and all that good stuff and we'll high five, just know that I'm right. And you know what I'm saying? As long as you know we're right, I'm right, we're good. In these last days, one of the challenges that, we're, that, that I see the enemy is doing against the people of God is even when you see a victory, he'll throw something heavy on you so you do not celebrate the victory. So that you don't know how to walk in the reward of what you've been asking God for for years. It kind of goes like this sometimes. You've been praying for God to do something uh, for uh, months or even years and God does it. And the next day you get this kind of uh, news and all of a sudden you're more focused on the bad news than what you've been praying God for for three years and you don't know how to celebrate it. And when you don't celebrate it, it's not repeated. And when you don't give God glory for it, then it ain't happening again in your life. And all of a sudden you're back in the funk. You got 24 hours out of your funk. And now you find yourself right back in it. And before you know it, if you're not careful, the enemy will begin to deceive you into believing there is no reward for living a righteous life. There is no reward for having faith. There's no reward for going blow to blow and beating the devil up on a regular basis. There's no reward for you continuing to walk in a holy manner and a righteous manner on your job. And there's no reason, there's no reward for you. Even though you didn't turn around and get drunk with everybody else in the family reunion, there was no reward for you. But the devil is a liar because I read you scripture and surely there is a reward for those who live righteous. Oh, hallelujah. So you got to understand, I'm just going to set this thing up. You've heard me say this uh, many times over the past two years, but I feel like repeating it again. Uh, there has been a shift in the kingdom over the past two years. If you don't know it, that means you don't have much spiritual discernment. That's okay. We're going to help you with that. You hang around us for a little while, you'll get some spiritual discernment. You hang around us for a little while, you'll learn the voice of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. You hang around us for a little while, you'll get ears to the truth. You'll stop listening to a lie and you'll realize that the devil's been lying to you for years now. You hang around us for a little while, you'll begin to discern the voice of the Lord. And so I told you the last two years, there's been a shift in the kingdom of God. It was prophesied about for years, uh, but we never saw it really completely manifest with 
our own eyes until here lately. We heard things like the day is coming when the world will grow darker and darker, but the kingdom will grow brighter and brighter. And we, we, we preached that for years, right? We declared that for years, but over the past two years, it's happening right now in front of your eyes. Yeah, the world might be growing darker, but watch us shine, baby. The kingdom is shining right now. Glory be to God. Church is happening right now. We heard things like there's coming a dividing line in the kingdom of God. There's coming a dividing line. I've said this for seven years. I said there's coming a dividing line in the kingdom of God. It will not be a dividing line like what you're used to between it being so obvious between the world and the church. No, God is letting a dividing line come in the church. Why is he allowing a dividing line to come into church? Because the prophets of Baal have grown so good at camouflaging themselves and mixing in and people have become wolves in sheep's clothing and nobody knows who to follow anymore and nobody knows what's being said anymore and people can't hear the truth anymore and now people think they can just do whatever they want to do and how live however they want to live and all of a sudden they can just going to end up in heaven and now they don't know whether to bow at this altar or bow at that altar and God is saying I, I'm going to allow a shaking to come into in my kingdom so that you'll realize who's really mine. So you'll realize who my name's on. So you'll realize who my spirit is in because a man can make his mouth say anything. And so he said, I'm going to allow a shaking to come. The shaking came in different ways. It, it comes in different ways. And over the past two years, it's come. It may have come in, in the form of, of division. It may have come in the form of, of, uh, of COVID. It may have, whatever you want to name it. You know, God's just, he allowed certain shakings to come. And people that you thought, people that you thought were grounded. And people you thought would never, ever be moved. You don't even know where they're at anymore. They ain't even serving the Lord anymore. But the people you thought that would be blown away with just one wind. They've done stood strong. Something began to get down inside of them and something stirred up inside of them and they realized I got to grab a hold of God in these last days or I'm not going to make it. But for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So I grabbed a hold of the horns of the altar and said, come what may, let it shake. But I am with you, God. The prophet, the prophets of Baal have become very good at camouflaging themselves. They, they know how to dress up. They know how to preach. They know how to say the right things. They, they know how to declare things. They, they know they'll even prophesy. They'll even talk, uh, they'll talk a good game, but God ain't with them. And they're beginning, they are now exposed. They're beginning to be exposed and have been exposed for some time now. They're wolves in sheep clothing. So God said, I'm gonna allow a shaking to come into my kingdom so that you can begin to see that these people, even though they say the right thing, they are not the right people. They, ah, they're whitewashed tombs. They, they're people. They're, they're empty on the inside. They're full of dead man's bones, he said. And if they don't repent, they'll split hell wide open. It don't matter what demons they cast out. It don't matter what sermons they preached. It doesn't matter what they called down. If they don't repent, then they're going to bust hell wide open. Therefore, God allows certain things to happen to manifest that will cause shakings. I'm, I'm just setting this thing up. Shakings that reveal those who are on the Lord's side and those who are not. God allowed a drought. God allowed a drought to hit the whole nation of Israel for three and three plus years. Why did he do that? So people would be able to tell who is God's prophet and who is Baal's prophet. He said, I'm, gonna let, I'm, gonna die, I'm not going to let so much as do hit the ground. 
so that people will come to a place so that they'll say, when, when the, my prophet stands up and says, uh, uh, are you on the Lord's side or are you on Baal's side? Whose side are you really on? He said, then they'll be able to know. If they had not had a drought, they wouldn't even listen to it. But now that they've had a drought, now they're looking for somebody with an answer. And you can, you can pile up every prophet of Baal you want to on top of the mountain, but their God ain't listening because he's dead and he can't send fire out of heaven. But let one of my prophets stand up on a mountain and call on my name and I'll send fire down. You can put as much water as you want to on it. I'll lick it up and let them do what they want to. I am going to show you who's mine. Just setting it up. We're about to preach in just a moment. Stay with me. Uh, so right now, right? Everybody say right now. So we just, and, and I, I'm not beating a dead horse, uh, but, but we just witnessed uh, one of these suddenly moments. So in a moment, right, in a time like this, God releases suddenly moments. A suddenly moment was Elijah going up on top of a mountain calling fire down from heaven. It was a suddenly moment. Uh, God releases suddenly moments. Uh, when Jesus, Jesus has died on the cross and, uh, and, and people are talking about they've done seen him for 40 days and folks are like, y'all crazy. Matter of fact, we're going to put all y'all in prison and we're going to kill y'all and we're going to beat y'all because y'all keep talking about you seen a dead man. And, and all of a sudden they're up in an upper room in a suddenly moment and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing win. Why? Because every time there's some kind of conflict going on between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God, God releases a suddenly moment. And in this moment, God has released a suddenly moment. People that never thought things would be overturned have now been overturned. God said, I'm doing it by myself. You can put who you want to in the White House, but it's a suddenly moment because I'm ready to release my glory in the earth. We're going to preach. So we're seeing suddenly moments right now manifest and, uh, and come to pass from heaven. One of, the, one of the enemy's tactics right now is to get people, the people of God, to become so discouraged or timid during times like this um, so, so, so that you do not, you don't steward the suddenly moment. You, you don't take the moment and begin to abstract out of it what God is really releasing in the earth. Every time heaven releases one of these suddenly manifestations in the earth, you are going to hear. Now, stay with me. If you don't remember nothing else, remember this. Every time heaven releases one of these suddenly manifestations in the earth, you're going to hear a demonic roar and a barrage of threats. It happens every single time heaven releases because the enemy can't do nothing else. All he can do is shout and threat. So Elijah goes up on the mountain. Y'all stay with me now. Elijah goes up on the mountain and he calls down fire from heaven. Watch this now. And then after fire comes down and licks up the sacrifice and all that, uh, he, he says, okay, we're going to kill the 450 prophets of Baal. Can you imagine what the church would say right now? Well, all I got to say, if you kill 450 prophets of Baal, somebody need to take care of their families. Some of you are so worldly, you don't even know when the kingdom hits you in your face. That's all I know. Somebody need to buy them groceries. You'd have these hipster theologians out there paying their bills off. Been against God this whole time. Don't even know what side you're on. 
And I feel, I'm, I ain't saying I'm Elijah, I feel like Elijah standing to the body of Christ today saying, choose which side you gonna stand on. Will you serve the most high God or will you serve Baal? Well, he's trying to divide the body. We already. Yeah, we ain't on the same side. I ain't serving Baal. There ain't nothing in me serving Baal. Baal, I'm telling you, he don't even, I feel like preaching right now. There ain't nothing. Baal didn't save me. Baal didn't die for me. Baal didn't bleed for me. And Baal ain't coming back for me. There ain't but one and his name is Jesus. And I've already decided I'm going to follow him no matter what. No matter what comes. No matter what they say. No matter what they release. I am following Jesus. So every time heaven releases one of these suddenly manifestations in the earth, you're going to hear a demonic roar and a barrage of threats from the kingdom of darkness. It, it happens. Uh, Elijah calls down fire from heaven. What happens next? Jezebel stands up and says, may the gods do to me, and even more so if I don't have your life by this time tomorrow. Now, why am I preaching this? Because what you do after the suddenly manifestation determines whether you'll have national revival. How you steward a suddenly manifestation. Elijah didn't steward it right. He took off. He ran. He got tired of them talking about him on Facebook. He got, he got tired of them making up funny jokes about him on Instagram. He did not steward it correctly. He ran. And so God said, okay, now I have to take the anointing on you and give it to three other people because you don't know, you didn't steward the moment right and didn't stand. You ran when you should have stood. And so since you ran, now this has to happen and we got to wait this long for a national revival. On the other side of the spectrum, we have the 120 in the upper room being threatened. As soon as they're, as soon as they're talking about telling people about Jesus being raped, they're threatening, we're going to kill you. We're going to do this. This is why they kept hiding. They're up in the upper room praying. The Holy Ghost falls. There's a suddenly manifestation. The Holy Ghost falls. They come out of the upper room and instead of running, they decide to stand up on a pulpit and preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And 3,000 people get born again in one day. And why we are here today is because 120 people got full of the Holy Ghost and said, I will not I run, but I stand with the power of God inside of me right now. And they preached a message that is being preached right now. Saving people, delivering people, raising people up, filling people with the Holy Ghost. It's called the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So what are you trying to say? I'm saying church, regardless of what is being said. Now we ain't, don't you dare be arrogant. Don't you ever dare be prideful. Don't you ever dare be argumentative. Don't, you ain't got to fight for the word. The word will fight for itself. You don't have to be none of that, but don't you dare bow. Don't you dare run. You stand because we're going to steward a suddenly moment and we're going to watch a national revival take off from the east to the west, to the north, to the south. And we're going to get a harvest of souls. And when Jesus comes back, he's going to realize there's some people that are serious about the father's business hallelujah glory be to God so what do you do in a moment like this what do you do with these with these uh, 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 suddenly moments so I want to so number I, I'm not talking about the points yet but I, I need you to understand there's a lot of deception y'all know this there's a lot of deception and if you're not careful, if you don't know the truth, then what happens is the enemy will cause you to almost feel bad for your victory. What are you talking about? You'll be apologizing because you won. I'm trying to tell y'all something. Brothers and sisters, this is not the day to melt. Hallelujah. This is the day to be full of love, full of compassion, but full of the Holy Ghost at the same time. Hallelujah. Praise God. One of the deceptions that the enemy is using right now to cause people not to stand, listen carefully to this, is that every month, everyone must agree with you or your stand is wrong. <laughs> That if everybody does not agree with me, then I must be in the wrong. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man, or the one for you ladies, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Watch this. Nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Yeah, but all the world and 95% of the church are sitting there. I don't care if everybody's sitting there. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sin, nor sits in the seats of the scornful, but his delight is what? In the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Hallelujah. His, his he shall bear fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and everything he puts his hands to shall what? Prosper. Can I tell you something? There is a reward for living righteous. There is a blessing for those who will not step down the streams of mediocrity and complacency but dare to stand and say the Lord my God is my God and I'll serve him no matter what there is a blessing there is a reward for the righteous hallelujah pile them all up melt them all in there I still won't float with them glory be to God well, preacher, I ain't never heard nobody preach like that. You need to leave where you was at. This is the day where the five-fold ministry stands up in the power of God and says we're no longer going to be led by darkness and we're no longer going to be led by complacency, but we're going to be led by the fire and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. 
If you have an amplified version, that means you are highly favored and envied. Blessed is the man or the woman. Yeah, but everybody's walking that way. I don't care. They're not walking to the blessing. They're walking to the cursing. But we're walking to the blessing because we're meditating on the word of the Lord day and night. We are like trees planted by rivers of water. That means you can't move me. I might blow down from time to time, but I'm going to stand back up because my roots go deep. I refuse to float down the rivers of complacency. Blessed is the one. There's a reward for living righteously. There's a reward for standing in righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The Bible never says blessed is the one who goes with the flow. The Bible never says blessed is the one who, who, who jumps on the next trend. The Bible says never, the Bible never says blessed is the one who, who walks in the most popular opinion. Glory be to God. He says, blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. It does not matter if all the world thinks it's right and most of the church thinks it's right. If God says it's wrong, it's wrong. Hallelujah, it's wrong. And those who walk in and what God says are right will be blessed for it. Amen. They will be blessed for it. Some of you in here, you've been walking in the ungodly counsel for a long time. You've been standing in the path of sinners for a long time. You've been sitting in the seat of the scornful for a long time. But today, everybody shout today. Today in Jesus' name, you're about to break out of that path. You're about to get out of that seat. You're about to say, devil, you can't have me anymore. I'm sick and tired of selling my generation to you. I'm sick and tired of forfeiting my anointing. I'm sick and tired of putting a price on my soul. You can't have it anymore devil. I belong to the Lord. I'm breaking out today. I'm breaking out. I'm breaking out. Look at your neighbor. Tell him I'm breaking out. Come on. I'm breaking out. Hallelujah. The second lie he's telling the church right now is that persecution is a sign that you're off track. <laughs> Selah. That persecution is a sign that you're off track because you had those 15 and a half people that you probably shouldn't have had on your Facebook account anyway. I'm just talking about some stuff today. I'm all up in this kitchen right now. I, I'm just, the, the elephant's in the room and I'm punching that thing in the face right now. Probably shouldn't have had half of them on there. You know, they sitting there twerking and all kinds of stuff anyway. Just gonna, them, them deleting you is a good thing. Y'all don't even have no fellowship together. What does light and dark have to do with the fellowship? What does Baal and the Lord have to do with the fellowship? What, 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 Y'all don't even have no fellowship together. There's no fellowship. Spirit is to spirit. Hallelujah. Just because you're being persecuted doesn't mean you're off track. Listen to what the Bible says. Um... John 15, if the world hates you. <laughs> Jesus said, know this, it hated me before it ever hated you. 
well, I, I just think we need to be all in the world and, and loving the world and, you know, just building a bridge to our community. Why is the bridge only going one way? Just think we need to be building a bridge. I think you're just a little bit harsh. Have you read the Bible? The Bible says if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, rut road chaggy right here. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you for it. This is the truth. I chose you out of the world. You, Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. That you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit should, should remain. And then he says a little bit earlier in John 15, he says, and the branches that are in me, John 15, the branches in me that does not bear fruit, the branches in me, that does not bear fruit. The branches in me that does not bear fruit, I will cut off and be thrown into the fire. I chose you. You didn't pick him, he picked you. Chose you out of the world that you should bear fruit for me. Jesus gives us that illustration. He walks up to a tree and there ain't nothing but leaves on it. He curses it from the roots. So let's go, boys. Let's go get something to eat. I'm hungry. They got all you can eat crab legs down here. This little thing down here. Oh, that's why I'm being, I'm sorry, y'all. No, don't, don't hate on me. Got all you can eat crab legs down here. I threw down 22 clusters. I need to put my belt on, son. All right, I'm back. <laughs> Says, let's go get something to eat. They come back. The fruit trees dried, or the fig trees dried up. And they said, master, the fig tree dried up. And he's like, what do you think? He's giving them an illustration. If there ain't no fruit coming off the tree, it's going to dry up and die. Hallelujah. When the world sees your fruit, they have one of two, they have one of two choices. <laughs> to pick from it and eat or hate on it. But don't you dare stop bearing it because of whatever choice they choose. Don't you dare stop bearing it. Oh, glory be to God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. But I have great news for you this morning. Regardless of how much the world may hate you, it can't stop how much God loves you and how much he's done for you. The Bible says that if God be for you, who can be against you? Matthew 5 and verse 10. Listen to what the Bible says. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is what? The kingdom of heaven. Do you know what comes with the kingdom of heaven? 
error stuff. Everything you can ever need or want is found in the kingdom of heaven. So if you have the kingdom of heaven, what you worried about anyway? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added to you. Why are they added to you? Because once you're seeking the kingdom and once you have the kingdom, every blessing and all the favor of the kingdom comes over your life and you don't have need of nothing else. Hallelujah. It's the kingdom. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you for my sake. Now listen to Jesus right here. He says, rejoice. And be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not just heaven. How do I know that? Because Matthew, uh, Mark 10 says this. Mark, I think it's Mark 10 and Matthew 10, might be both of them, says this right here. Whatever you give up for my name's sake or the gospels. He said, you will receive a hundredfold in this life and in the one to come, but not without persecution. Because when folks see you blessed, they're gonna hate. But he said, don't worry about it, it's all good. Just know, because you've got to understand, you've got to be big enough to carry the blessing. You've got to be big enough to be the blessing. Not just have it, you've got to be big enough to be it. I made up my mind I'm gonna be big enough to be it because I realized the person hating on me today might need something from me next week. I'm gonna be big enough to carry it. I'm gonna be big enough to have this thing because I realized that the people that talk about me today next year might need some clothes from me and I'm gonna say I'm gonna give them the clothes, I'm gonna buy them the food and then I'm gonna tell them Jesus loves you. You need to bow your knee to him because I'm gonna be big enough to carry it. I'm not gonna forfeit it for anybody else. Gonna be big enough for it. And you gotta make up your mind, are you big enough for it? Hallelujah. So church, when persecution comes your way, now li listen to this, you, this right here, I thought about this morning. When persecution comes your way, you ought to just lift your hands in the air and tell God thank you. Why? because there's a blessing on the way. <laughs> there is a blessing that's about to hit your life. Next time they turn around and persecute you, next time somebody, somebody sit there and, and you, you lose a job over your faith, or I ain't talking about being crazy now. See, some of y'all, bless God for every one of you. But some of you can be crazy. So I'm not talking about being crazy. I'm talking about legitimate, legitimate persecution. You, you lost your job because of, because of who you are in Christ. You won't, you won't go drink with them. You won't go to the strip joint with them. You won't, take the, you won't take the client and go have whatever time they want you to do and you lose your job for it. You want to know what God says about you? Blessed. You ought to lift your hand and say, thank you, Lord. 
because I'm telling you on the other, high, the other end, there's a blessing that's about to fall in my lap and I have never seen the world outdo you yet. So if you're about to bless me on the other side, it's got to be better than what I had. It's got to be more than what I had. It's got to have more peace in it. It's got to have, I'm just thanking you, God, that on the other side of my persecution, there's a blessing that's falling in my lap. Blessed are you when they persecute you and revile you for my name's sake. Blessed are you. Hallelujah. You are blessed. Glory be to God. I, I was wondering about this. I was in prayer. I was thinking about this. I wonder sometimes when we're praying for a blessing, does God actually allow persecution to come our way? I'm not saying that only blessings can come through persecution. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, does he allow persecution to come our way sometimes so he can just bless us even that much more? Because it's his word. I don't know. Y'all can think about that. Do your homework. Amen. Number three. I'm, I'm, I'm done. The third deception he's telling the church right now is the message we carry can't change everyone. I felt that thing hit. The message we carry can't change everyone. Right now, the devil is telling people that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not powerful enough to change everyone. That there are some people that are so far gone that the word cannot reach them. He's doing this to keep you from telling people about Jesus. He's doing this so you'll keep your mouth shut. He's doing this so you'll never carry the message that's inside you to anybody else. He's doing this so you will stop sharing your testimony and talking about what Jesus has done for you. He's doing this so you'll realize or that you'll begin to think in your mind that there are some people you need to witness to and there's some people that don't. Can I tell you something? God has never asked anything of you but to be a seed spreader. The results are not up to you. The ground is not up to you. Y'all, God says, will you please go out and share this? glorious gospel and it'll fall on whoever needs to fall on and it'll change whoever needs to change and whoever it doesn't they'll end up going in eternity for hell but whoever it does they'll end up in eternity for heaven and church it is time for you to begin to take what God has done for you and go and tell some people go and tell the women that feel like they're hopeless right now go and tell the people that are on the streets that they feel like they're hopeless go tell the businessman that feels like he's destroyed too much go tell the prideful that if he humbles himself, God will receive him. Go tell the dope dealer God can break the chains off of him. Go tell the prostitute God can pull her off the street and clean her up. Go tell the man who cheated on his wife God can still heal your family. Go tell our communities there is a God and his name is Jesus and when you invite him into the community, he can shake the foundations of hell. The crack houses can close. The houses of God will open and Righteousness will prevail in the streets once again. There is a God and there is a reward for living for him. Hallelujah. We have a message. Hallelujah. I love how Pastor Jason done such a great job. Last week they told me about, you know, because we're celebrating and we're going to continue to celebrate this, this Roe versus Wade. But let me tell you something. If you're a lady in this house and you've had an abortion, let me tell you something. You have not done anything that God can't forgive. Amen. We don't beat you. I beat devils. 
I beat devils. And let me tell you something, the blood of Jesus, how do I know that? Because the blood of Jesus took a man by the name of Saul. He was a murderer. He didn't just, listen, he didn't just murder, murder innocent people. He went and searched out Christians. And, and the Bible says that he would hold the coats of people while they turn around and stone Stephen. And let me tell you something, how much God loves people while the blood is still dripping off of Saul's coat sleeve. He's on a horse riding to Damascus to go and persecute some more people. And Jesus comes and steps in front of him and says, Saul, Saul, why thou persecuteth me? He said, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. And blindness came over his eyes and he fasted for three days. And Ananias came and laid his hands on him and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. The, the blindness came off his eyes and who was Saul now became Paul who was a murderer now became a messenger. And he took a gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ and he began to preach it all over a nation and watch many people come to the Lord. So there ain't no blood that the blood of Jesus came cleanse. There ain't no sin that cannot be forgiven and there ain't no darkness that cannot be broken. We serve a Lord who has a good news and that good news is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's still freeing. It's still delivering. It's still saving. It's still baptizing with the Holy Ghost and fire. The gospel We have a message. We have a message. Let me tell you something. Since it's fresh in everybody's mind, I'll mention it one more time. Oh, a lot of, some of those ladies, some of those ladies that are up there shouting, can't believe y'all done this, can't believe it. Inside they hurting. Because they don't think there's no forgiveness for them. But let me tell you something, you can't go up and milly mouth it. You can't go up there and say, you're right, the church is so wrong. Hush. Church is just so wrong. Whose side are you on? Church ain't wrong. You take the church out of this land and see what kind of hell happens on this thing. We ain't wrong. We're the only right thing in this land. I didn't say we're perfect. I said we're the only right thing in the land. Let me tell you something about this glorious gospel since we're on it. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. In 2020, they show, shut most of the churches down. People stopped preaching the gospel. They stopped preaching the gospel for two months and this whole nation was in an uproar. The streets were burning. People were right. The whole nation was in an uproar after two months of not preaching the gospel. It is the only thing that is the help for this nation. It's the only thing that is the help for people. White, black, red, yellow, purple, or green. It doesn't matter your nationality or ethnicity. If the gospel is not being preached, then the powers of darkness are not being backed down. But when you stand up, you can take a million demons, but you take one person full of the Holy Ghost and stand up preaching this gospel. He'll slay every demon and shake the foundations with revival. Hallelujah! It's the gospel, church. I'll make a sinner free. Take a million demons. The gospel. We have a message. 
It changed Saul to Paul. It changed Jacob to Israel. It changed Abram to Abraham. And it'll change you. And it'll change your buddies. And it'll change your friends. And it'll change your family. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a good praise in this house right now. Hallelujah. Church, there's a reward for standing in the face of godless culture. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you or intimidate you. Keep your heart full of love and peace. Don't let nobody take your peace. Keep your heart full of love and peace. Carry this message to everyone who will hear it. Submit to God and resist the devil. He'll flee from you. If persecution comes your way, lift your hands and thank God for it. Because a blessing's on its way. And it's bigger than what you've ever seen before. Hallelujah. Don't allow anyone to shift your heart or cause the grounds of, the grounds of your heart to become polluted. Keep it fertile so God can continue to use you and bless you. Keep your heart fertile. And always remember, regardless of who may disagree, if you're in line with the word, you lined up right. You lined up right. Well, I, that hurt my, my friend's feeling. You know, Jesus, there was this man named Jesus. And he said something like this. It's offensive. He said the Jews stumble over it. What a, don't think it's strange, brothers and sisters. I just want everyone to be saved. I do too, but not everybody is. Well, I don't like that. Jesus, the son of the living God, who was anointed with the spirit without measure, only reached 25%. The results are not up to you. The preaching is. Stop looking to worldly people. And I'm going to say this slowly so you understand. Stop looking to worldly people in and out of the church to validate you. There's worldly people in here and there's worldly people out there. And stop looking to them to validate you. Because if you have to have their validation, then tomorrow you're going to be in a mess. Stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Finally, let his word have the final say in your life. Let his word have the final say. That's where I've come to. I'm going to let his word have the final say in my life. Because I realize, <clears throat> I realize that things are coming down to the end. And uh, I don't know what the, f the future holds. All I know is who holds the future. <laughs> Ain't that a blessing? I don't have to know the future. I just have to know the one who holds it. 
Hallelujah. And I wanted to come and let you hear from the overseer of this ministry. Because brothers and sisters, we don't, we don't fall just because somebody don't like it. But we don't grow arrogant because somebody don't like it either. And there's a fine line. Don't get prideful. <clears throat> don't do that. That's the devil's playground. You can't win in the, in the playground of pride. Be the word. Live it. Stand up for it when, when it's time. That's what the Bible says, right? You need to know. When it's time to give an answer, you need to know that you need to be able to give an answer for what you believe. Keep playing. You got to know. Don't just say, well, I don't know. I just, just what apostle said. No, 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 no. Know it. Know it. And know this, more shakings will come. But it's okay. If you will allow us as the leaders of this ministry we will equip you for the ministry. We'll equip you for it. Your growing in the Lord is not completely up to us. You have a certain responsibility in that. But we will equip you for the ministry. And through the prophetic word, we'll, we'll prepare you for what's to come. Hallelujah. But today, don't wait for the next shaking to come before you make up your mind. Make up your mind today. I love what Joshua said. I don't know what y'all gonna do. <laughs> he said, I can't answer for y'all, but for me and my house, you'll know what side we gonna be on. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, Download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.